everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. We are live at the Sharonville Convention Center for the Greater Miami Conference College Football National Signing Day Ceremony. And uh, this is an annual recognition ceremony that has taken place uh, in Sharonville where all 10 GMC teams will be highlighted for the college signees for the class of 2022. Uh, and also, we're going to speak with a lot of GMC coaches uh, about their programs and the 2022 outlook for the season as well. But first, I want to remind everybody that uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Chick-fil-A. Enjoy a free eight-count Chick-fil-A nuggets when you create an account or log into your Chick-fil-A One app. Redeem at your participating Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants through February 28th. And uh, as I mentioned, several coaches are going to join us here in the conversation. And uh, leading us off today is Fairfield coach Jason Krause. And uh, coach, thanks for taking a few minutes. Thank you also for organizing uh, the schedule of coaches here for our podcast. And uh, how are you doing today? Great, man. You know, thanks, Mike, for, for having us today and uh, for doing this. You know, we really love to get the opportunity to talk about our programs and our kids. And, uh, you know, just an exciting time. Well, definitely. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of things uh Happening at uh, Fairfield High School within your program, uh, entering your 29th season, coaching high school football, 26th year as a head coach, and year number 12, believe it or not, there at Fairfield. But uh, I tell you what, everybody around the city, around the region is talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl bound next week, obviously. And you had some exciting news about uh, 2018 grad Jackson Carmen, who obviously plays offensive line for the Bengals. You know, yeah, obviously Jackson had a really good game last Sunday, you know, played most of the second half at right guard and um, did a lot of really good things. And, you know, we've been close since he was a seventh grader at Fairfield. And, you know, I talked to him last night and um, I have a ticket to the Super Bowl, so I'm going to be going. And obviously it's uh, really exciting for me, once in a lifetime opportunity, uh, not only to go to the Super Bowl, but to see one of the guys that you coached and are so close with to be able to play on that on that setting. Well, we're going to keep the focus, obviously, here on the class of 2022. But just a quick, quick thought on on Jackson, how proud you are to see him have this opportunity in his rookie season, too. Obviously, um, it's got to be a tremendous uh, point of emphasis for everybody within the Fairfield community. No doubt. You know, and I think for him, just enjoy the ride, enjoy the experience. You know, he's done some great things already in his young career, national championship at Clemson, and now a chance to, to have a world championship at, at, in Cincinnati. So, you know, a lot of guys go through their entire career and never have the opportunity. So I told him just, man, enjoy the ride and, and the experience and, and, and be your best. What was he say, saying to you on the phone last night? I mean, what, what's he, he just his... can't really put into words how crazy the entire yeah. thing has kind of been, and and you know the, the support of the city, and um, you know it's unlike anything he's experienced. Well, uh, I want to make the focus obviously, like I said, on, on the class of twenty twenty two. And before we talk about your three players uh, making some decisions here, uh, maybe just tell us about this annual ceremony here with the GMC and uh, how much pride uh, each and every one of these schools and their programs have in this uh, special day. Well, obviously, it's a tremendous event. You know, a lot of leagues don't do something like this. And I think it just shows the leadership in our in our conference and, and our coaches to put this together. I've been in the conference for 15 years and we've been doing it as long as I've been here. So I think it's a great thing for, for our, our programs and our kids to kind of get together and respect each other. And, and I think everybody does in our conference. They, they know, um, all the, the great coaching that goes on in our league and, and all the good players that it turns out year in and year out. And obviously want to thank Beacon, uh, for being the sponsor of this event. They've been doing that, you know, now for probably 
10, 12 years sure. of this event. And you know, I don't know if we would continue to do it without their support and their help. So really want to give a shout out to, to Tyler Miller and, and Dr. Krimchek for uh, you know being, being a great host for us. Great advocate of high school sports, that is for sure. Uh, tell us about the three of the guys uh, who are making uh, some decisions or weighing some options uh, here for uh, the class of 2022. Yeah, well, Nate Hanna, um, actually, has, he's switched. He's, he's, uh, he's going with um, um, West or Fairmont State out of West Virginia, um, a Division II program. Um, he's, he's going to sign there. Wide receiver for you, obviously. He's a wide receiver. Year. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, a really fast player. You know, I think that's what he brings to the table. Great top end speed and um, can do great great things. I think they might look at him on the defensive side of the ball as well a little bit. So um, he's going to go there. Christian Jackson signed with Ashland this morning. Um, obviously a great program, great facilities up in Northeast Ohio. And Christian's another receiver for us. Uh, great possession guy. Runs great routes tough, hard worker, long. So I think they're getting a good one. And then our third guy uh, in this class is Augie Grow. So Augie, uh, you know, has been kind of uh, on Eastern Illinois and, and was planning on signing with them today. And uh, this morning in my office, kind of was throwing a curveball, received a phone call from Ohio State um, as a preferred walk-on. So I know as I left the building today to get here, uh, he was kind of contemplating where he was going to be with things. So um, I think that one's still untold, an, old, an untold story sure. uh, as, as, as of right this moment. So we'll probably find something out later in the day. We have a ceremony at 3.30 at Fairfield High School, obviously for our guys, but all the other athletes that will be deciding and committing today at Fairfield. Uh, obviously a momentous occasion, uh, as we mentioned here, National Signing Day. This is the regular portion of the signing period for NCAA uh, college football. The earlier signing period uh, happened in mid-December, uh, and that's been going on for a couple of years now. So uh, always something new with uh, college recruiting, it seems like, uh, Coach, in, in athletics, whether it be football or something else. But uh, maybe in your mind, what, what's been kind of the, the, um, the biggest difference or biggest change you've seen over the years uh, in recruiting in, in terms of uh, your time as head coach? Well, I, I think the first thing, this COVID, the way it's affected the last three or four years, obviously it's cut some scholarships down for the guys coming out of high school um, with guys retaining and having the COVID year and coming back. And, and obviously the recruiting piece has been changed immensely with, with COVID and those guys not being able to get out on campus and, and see – guys so right now it's, it's back to normal and it feels pretty good to have these guys out recruiting but you know over the years i think the biggest thing is social media has changed recruiting in its whole landscape you know now as soon as a kid gets an offer or talks to a school you know about it, you know, and everybody knows about it. And it's become very competitive. And, you know, that that's the biggest change for me in my time. It's just that competitive nature of recruiting itself, not only on the college level, but in the high school level and the pressure that really is put on us as coaches to make sure that we're doing the best for our kids. And, and I think that we all do. But now it's out there for everyone to see. And, and, you know, parents get a little bit more involved in seeing what other programs are doing sure. versus your program. And so you really got to, you know, you got to mind your P's and Q's and you got to do your best for your kids and make sure that, you know, you're providing them the opportunities that they deserve. Well, as we mentioned, recruiting never ends. And obviously in the 2022 
outlook for this upcoming season. You're going to have some players in the 2023 and 2024 classes that are already getting attention and scholarship offers. Maybe give us a glimpse of uh, some of the talent you have returning for this upcoming fall and some of the players that are getting that college attention. Well, I think it kicks off with Josiah Jackson. Uh, he's a corner for us, 6'1", long. Uh, right now, I think he's probably sitting at 18 offers, uh, most of the MAC. Picked up West Virginia, Iowa State, Boston College, Indiana, some Big Ten. So um, he's really heating up as far as recruiting goes. Um, a young man that, that does a lot of really good things on the field and expect huge things from him this year. Uh, his twin brother, Jordan Jackson, is another kid that has started you know, picking up some offers. He's sitting at maybe eight or nine right now, mostly all MAC. Uh, opportunities, but he's a kid that will play both ways for us. He'll play defensive back and he'll play running back. And and right now, to this point, uh, schools are offering him on both sides of the ball. You know, we'll get, I'll get a call in Western Michigan, for example. They said distinctly, we're offering him as a running back, whereas Toledo, they're offering him as a defensive back. So kind of interesting that he's he's good enough uh, to to be getting offers on both sides of the ball. Um, then we get. We have James Thomas, who we moved to defensive line like week four last year. And James is being offered as just an interior lineman, whether it's offensive or defensive. Um, six foot five, 275 pounds, lean, long, uh, strong, tough, uh, just a really big body. Uh, you know, it's hard to find those bodies. So, again, he's, he's sitting at like eight or nine MAC offers as well. And uh, heating up a little bit with some bigger schools. I think you guys are going to recruit him hard in the spring for sure. Uh, Dalton Davis is a center. He's got he picked up an offer um, a couple weeks ago, and and you know he, he's a big, strong, physical, athletic kid that plays center for us. Six foot two and a half, two hundred ninety pounds. Um, he'll be another one that heats up this spring for sure. And then our twenty four class, uh, Talon Fisher, our quarterback. Um, you know he's picked up a Buffalo and Miami offer here early. Um, obviously a strong, physical, tough, smart football player. Um, six foot two, two hundred ten pounds, strong, fast. Interesting. Ohio State came in last week and uh, inquired about him as a safety. So I think they can see his athleticism, his uh, football IQ as a quarterback. I think leads to playing that position on the defensive side of the ball. So big, big things uh, for us this year and high expectations. So um, it's our job to make sure that stuff uh, transfers over on the football field. Obviously, everybody knows about your uh, playoff win uh, in the first round over Mason uh, this past year and. Kind of going forward, I mean, what's kind of the uh, identity of this group that you think that's that's going to be coming back? And what do you like most about the, the players that you have returning? Well, it's a really deep class. Our, our senior class is really deep. You know, um, a lot of these kids played as sophomores in that COVID year. Great experience for them. They took their lumps. And now I, I think uh, for them and for us as a program, expectations are very high. You know, uh, it, it's not easy going through our league by any means. But, you know, I, I think our kids expect to be in the top part of the league and uh, get in the playoffs again and, and hopefully make a little bit deeper run than just uh, the second week this year. So those, those are the big things for us. I mean, expectations are high. The kids want to keep playing. Um, you know, we open with Wayne. That's our non-league contest. So obviously really good competition. They're, they're traditionally a, a really strong program, and they've got some high-level players as well. So um, just I think the big thing for us is expectation is high. Great. And, Coach, before I let you go here, obviously uh, we, we kind of opened the conversation talking about Jackson Carmen. Uh, you have another player uh, who was on an NFL playoff team and, and Josiah Scott with the Eagles uh, this past year. Maybe talk about him and some of the guys uh, who are really doing well in college for you as well. Well, Josiah uh, plays with the Eagles. He's a nickel corner, played on all their special teams this year, and obviously uh, 
big hopes for him next year moving into that nickel corner position uh, for the Eagles. And uh, fascinating for me that we had two guys playing in the NFL playoffs that played for us at Fairfield. And then we flipped to the college football playoff. We had two guys playing in the college football playoff this year as well. So uh, Malik Van at UC, defensive lineman. Eric All, tight end at Michigan. Uh, both those guys are returning next year for another year. And then I think probably looking at uh, hoping to get a shot at the next level after next season. You know, they both need to put good years together, but we've had a really good run of guys and exciting time for us with obviously NFL playoff players and college football playoff players. And we've got a couple other guys that are, that are playing high level football. Jatan McClain uh, had a really good year at Kentucky um, as a, a COVID freshman, I guess is what, what we're calling those guys. But, um, you know, 10 carries in the bowl game and uh, big things for him at Kentucky looking at next year. So a lot of exciting stuff going on for us right now as a program. Proud of these guys and what they're doing. Um, it's, you know, it, it's not easy to play college football and especially to play at that level that these guys have done. So we're, we're extremely proud and excited of that. Great, Coach. Uh, really appreciate your time and perspective. I know you're coordinating this event, so I'm going to let you go here. But uh, maybe just a final thought on coaching Fairfield High School football and what it's meant to you and in your life and your family. I mean, that's just I know you're fully vested in the program. Absolutely. And have been. Yeah. So, you know, I think for me, it's it's, it's the fifth stop I've made, you know, I, and, and other stops I made. Nothing against those places, but, you know, those were three, four years for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that kind of was my feeling, the three, four years, and see what else is out there. And um, th th that's not the feeling of Fairfield. Obviously, my son went through there, sure. both my sons, obviously, and, and Hunter played for us and was our quarterback and um, going to be probably bringing him back next year to coach our quarterbacks. I'm hoping to get him a job teaching at Fairfield. He's a teacher now. He's down in Frankfort, Kentucky. Uh, you know, his, his career was down at Georgetown. So he's stuck in, in, in the, the bluegrass state for now. But um, and then I have a daughter that's a junior there, and uh, she's a volleyball player. Just picked up her first offer um, a couple nights ago from Ashland. So um, just a great place, uh, great administration, great student body, you know, great support. And it's a fun place to be. And you know, there's no reason to to want to be anywhere else. You know, I, I love being an Indian. And, you know, you can see that we've got a lot of guys that are Fairfield built. So. Um, just an awesome place to be. A lot of great things happening there at Fairfield High School. And uh, head football coach Jason Krause, really appreciate your time again and uh, enjoy the ceremony today. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate Thank you. it. We are live at the Sharonville Convention Center for the Greater Miami Conference National Signing Day Ceremony. And uh, a lot of great things happening here with the GMC as uh, we celebrate the class of 2022 and their college decisions for high school football, transitioning into college football. And uh, we just spoke with Fairfield head coach Jason Krause about his program and uh, his opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, too, uh, to watch uh, Bengals rookie offensive lineman Jackson Carmen, a 2018 Fairfield High School graduate. While we're waiting for a few more coaches, uh, definitely want to highlight a few of these other programs here. Lakota West and uh, Coach Tom Bolden, uh, he has uh, uh, six signees uh, today uh, celebrating uh, National Signing Day. And uh, as I mentioned before, there was an early signing period in mid-December where uh, student-athletes had the opportunity to sign their National Letter of Intent a little bit earlier. But uh, three of those uh, signees for the Firebirds were All-Americans this year. Uh, defensive back Alex Afari, who's going to the University of Kentucky. Uh, cornerback Jair Brown is attending the Ohio State University. 
And offensive tackle Tegra Shabola is also becoming an Ohio State Buckeye as well. So uh, those three players were named to the uh, All-American Bowl um, earlier in January. And um, certainly uh, those are going to be some players that uh, you're going to watch going forward. Also, Brian Henderson uh, signing with Indiana State University. Latham McComas uh, signed earlier with Wofford College. And also Aiden Miller, the uh, fine linebacker for the Firebirds, uh, is committing as well. But it looks like we have another coach here with us. And uh, I want to welcome in Sycamore coach Scott Detill. We are live here on Facebook Live. And yeah, make yourself at home here, coach. And uh, thanks for joining me and uh, your second appearance on the on the podcast as we talked uh, at Kenwood Town Center back in August uh, before the season started Absolutely. but uh, coach thanks, here. thanks for uh, joining us and uh, how's your week going first of all before we kind of get into this yeah. whole signing ceremony good it's been a great uh, you know great recruiting season and the week's gone well everything getting finalized with um, with my four players and ready to celebrate it today. You've been in the conference uh, a long time. Uh, tell us about uh, you know this National Signing Day ceremony. Not every conference uh, does this, obviously, uh, in Ohio or let alone in the Midwest, but uh, to have it here at the Sharonville Convention Center, what does that mean to you and uh, your program there at Sycamore? Well, it's great. It's obviously great for our league. I mean, it's a tremendous celebration of a lot of hard work and a lot of commitment from the players and coaches. And, and to be able to... Um, you know, kind of show it off as as a league um, really illustrates the level of play that's in our league. Um, you know, when you, you you hear about it, you read about it, you follow on Twitter and the news about this school has this guy, this school's got this guy. But when you put it all together for all 10 teams in your league, um, it's really impressive uh, the level of talent that um, that we compete against week in, week out. So it's a great thing, and I appreciate, you know, Jason Krause from Fairfield organizing it all, and, and uh, you know, it's a good showcase for our players. Well, great. Well, uh, let's get into uh, who's signing for uh, your program today uh, to advance to the college football level, and it uh, looks like you have four signees here on the – on the GMC list, and maybe if you want to just kind of go through those guys and uh, tell us about each one of them. Yeah, Trey Bell is a, um, a three-year starting offensive lineman. You know, he's a big kid, 6'4", um, grew into a 300-pound body, but he's very athletic. Um, he's going to go to Notre Dame College um, up north there, and, um, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's, he's uh, got so much physical ability and um you know, Notre Dame College is going to going to get a great one. He improved so much through his three years. Um, you know, being a sophomore starter is always hard. Um, and then the junior year was the weird COVID year where, you know, just everything was goofy. And then and then this year he had a tremendous year. was was uh, voted first team All GMC and and uh, was very deserving of it. Um, secondly, um, Evan Massey uh, was an early signee. Uh, commitment. He was a he's a four year starter, which is very rare, and um, and so he obviously played as a freshman and, and every year since. Uh, big, strong, strapping type of um, you know very disciplined role player type of defensive end, and uh, he's going to Indiana State to ironically play for the Sycamores. And uh, indeed, and uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. He got so much better throughout the years, and. Um, you know, with that experience, I think he's going to bring something unique to to Indiana State. It's not not too common that you know somebody comes up there with with forty plus games of 
games of football. So um, I'm real excited for him because he's such a great kid and such a hard worker. And uh, for it to play out the way it did and for him to find the right home is is awesome. And then um, most recently, uh, Jordan Halefrader, our right tackle, uh, was offered and committed to play at Akron. Um, now, Jordan had an early offer last spring to, to play at Ball State and you know, this this recruiting season, which you're going to hear repeatedly has been so crazy. But, um, you know, that offer kind of fell through throughout the summer with various things out of everybody's control. And it really slowed down. The recruiting process was really weird for him. Um, he's definitely a Division One talent at 6'5", 330 pounds, as athletic as he is. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm very happy for him and his family that something worked out late. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. So he'll be uh, he's uh, signed this morning with um, with Akron and his best football's ahead of him because he opposite of Evan has limited coaching or limited playing sure. um, having he took the hi- took a hiatus from like seventh grade to sophomore year um, with football and then came back to it. So um, what we're seeing is a, still a raw product and it's still really good. He was first team all GMC as well. Um, dominant on our on our run blocking and in our running game and and uh, he's only going to get light years better, um, you know, through more practice and more competition, things of that nature. Uh, so I'm real excited that something worked out for him. And then and then William Engel, um, you know, he's um, he was one of the marquee players in the area this year. Uh, you know, he he led our team he was our quarterback, obviously led us in passing, led us in rushing yards, led us in scoring, led us emotionally. Um, shoot, we could have probably had him play defensive line if we wanted to, and he'd have been really good at it. Um, but anyway, he's just such a unique kid. I've known him since he was about in the third grade, coming to my youth quarterback um, trainings, and and he's such a big personality and such a nice kid. It's always done things the right way. Um, you know, we we're talking. You know, I, I don't know that he's had a bad day in his life. I mean, he's always so happy and and so um, so easy going around school, but. An incredible talent, and he's um, committed to the, to play at the Naval Academy, um, which is awesome from a football standpoint, and then awesome beyond that for for the obvious, being able to represent our not only his family and his team, but but his but the United States of America, which is which is really neat. So um, you know, everything kind of played out the way it should have for our guys. I'm really happy for them and their families, and and. Um, now they got now they got the tough work. The, the love's <laughs> over, and now it's now it's after today, and now it's time to get after it and start as freshmen again. The new path ahead. Uh, one other quick thought on William Engel. I mean, GMC Offensive Player of the Year, and uh, I remember you talked to me about him and a lot of your guys, obviously in the preseason. But uh, it seems like there's some players, and you've been coaching long enough, where you know they just have an impact that goes beyond coaching the X's and O's and. Uh, you know, you just mentioned he's maybe not had a bad day in his life. I mean, you talk about just a player like that who kind of helps your program in more ways beyond the field, as it were. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you listen to, you know, ESPN talk about the elite NFL players and in the city, you talk about Joe Burrow and the impact he's had on, you know, his team and the confidence he's given them and, and um, the impact he's made around the city. And, and that's how Will is. And it's very unique. Um, and it's incredibly unique in a kid that's his, his age. But there's, and, and it's really hard to describe because if you could describe it, then you could teach kids how to sure. become that. And, and, uh, but you can't. And he's just got it. He, you know, he works hard. 
He does the right stuff. He is polite, happy, outgoing, friendly. Um, his peers love him. Anybody I've talked to has loved him. Opposing coaches, after giving up 250 yards <laughs> rushing, come and right. say, gosh, I love watching him play. I love love the way he carries himself, blah, 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 blah. And uh, and and the best part about it is he's he's incredibly humble. He doesn't he doesn't talk. He doesn't boast. He doesn't brag. He doesn't taunt. He doesn't you know do all the things that can come with success sometimes. And um, he just goes about his business. And a lot of times, those guys that have those talents don't need to be that. And he's not. And it's and it's special. And and we're gonna miss him a, a ton. We're gonna miss his play, but just as much. We're going to miss all those intangibles. And personally, I'm going to miss being around him. You know, he's a unique kid. You mentioned the recruiting journey and how different it's been. I've kind of posed the same question to Coach Krause, uh, you know, with COVID year, the transfer portal, all that stuff in between. Um, with Jordan, I know he just took an official visit to, to Akron uh, this past weekend. But um, you know, what's kind of your advice to these student athletes and their families when, you know, something like this can may not be very linear. And, and then when it goes from A to B, you know, with, with recruiting stuff, um, you, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, every, every year has been every year is unique and every year is different and every kid's experience is different in many ways. You know, the from the level of school to is it a scholarship school? Is it a walk on position? Is it, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's so many variables in play. And then this year was so unique with the extra COVID year and the the makings of the transfer portal, which were all also so new. So communicating with the kids and the families was, it's always a challenge because of so much, so many variables in play, but this year was exponentially um, challenging because it was, we've never experienced this. It's all brand new. And even though I've been a head coach for 19 seasons, this particular scenario was I was a rookie. It was it was season one. So um, it was hard and it was hard for the kids to understand. It's hard for parents to understand. Um, it's hard for me to understand. College coaches would come in and I would just ask them questions like, you know, like, give me some information because I need to I need to communicate something to these kids and these families. And they're like, Coach, man, I just don't know. We're all on the road. We all got to go back. We got to see if anybody left our team. We got to see if we're looking for a transfer to fill it. You know, just, you know, the rosters off the collegiate level were in flux a little bit, you know, even for them to even decide how many scholarships they had, who they wanted, what positions, you know, I mean, it was it was wild. Wow. Uh, maybe just a, a quick thought here, Coach, on um, this 2021 season this past year. I mean, shut out Lakota East in the first round <clears> of playoffs <throat> and uh, obviously played Princeton. Uh, so a two point game, 37, 35 in the second round. Yeah. I mean, what's kind of your maybe lasting memory of, of this past season and how has that helped you, uh, you know, when you look at the outlook for 2022? Yeah, uh, the, the the finish of our year was very, very important to our program, I thought. Um, it was, you know, you wouldn't know this, and everybody had their challenges this year as they did last year, but, you know, we played our first game with our full team week 10, mm. you know. So we had preseason injuries that lingered, you know, to week seven. We had... Um, you know, some internal things we dealt with in the middle of the year. We had a COVID situation, you know, and the timing, the timing was, was just so poor, you know, is one of those things. If you're playing a passing spread team and you lose your middle linebacker, well, that's one thing. You lose your middle linebacker. You lose them against Lakota East. 
who runs the option, that's mm. bad timing. You know, you lose a DB against a spread team, that's bad timing. You could handle that in a, first a different team. And we seem to have um, some of that throughout the year, as did everybody else. So it's not a, it's just is what it is. And, um, you know, so we, we got off to a good start. You know, we had the little hiccups that I was referring to um, in the middle when ironically we were going through the toughest part of our schedule. You know, we lost Will for two games, um, you know, and like I described those other scenarios. But at the end, we got we got healthy and we finished strong. We had a real good win against um, home win against Hamilton where we played really well, went to kills and played really well and then had a rematch with East um, and um and things were just right that night. I, I don't know how to describe it. Sometimes you just have it right. You know, we tackled well. We held on to the ball, which is important against them, converted a bunch of third downs, turned them over, you know, things of that nature that that allowed us to um, to have a good game. And then the Princeton game was, you know, it is what it is. They beat us 42 to 14, you know, a month earlier. And we had a, we had a play at the end of the game to – probably send it into overtime and and they made a you know we did not make a play they just made a play and uh you know the kid the air outside linebacker made a real disciplined coverage assignment and broke up a broke up a pass and and there you have it so um but i was really proud of how we finished and and we stuck through it and you know hopefully that'll bode well for the future great uh with the uh Outlook with 2022 and you kind of look ahead toward fall. I mean, what uh, what do you have returning? What's going to be kind of the identity of this group? Yeah, um, you know, we have some guys returning. Unfortunately, we are very senior laden, which probably led to a lot of those positives of, of sticking together and staying committed and handling some rough times. You know, you got to be mature as a team to do that. Um, you know, so we're going to be young, especially on offense. And, uh, you know, so we're going to need some young guys to step up. A lot of which had some experience, um, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, Will got hurt. So we had a sophomore quarterback play two full games. And so that's that's huge to, for him to have gotten some experience. We had a sophomore wide receiver with a couple young offensive linemen um, that played. One started, one played, surrounded by some good ones. Big tight end coming back. Um, and, and then on defense, we return a fair amount of guys. Um, now we need to be better because we didn't necessarily play great defense throughout the year partially due to some of the guys being so young, but um, um, and working through some injuries of some kids that probably would have been on the field a little more, but I'm very optimistic, but we will be, you know, have to need, need some guys to step up. Obviously your home games were on campus this past year. And, uh, you know, uh, after being so many decades there at, at the junior high school, yep. but uh, tell us maybe, I, I know there's a new stadium in the works. Uh, can you give us an update on kind of where that stands right now? Yeah, um, the the update on the stadium is, as far as I know, still in in plans anyway to be uh, worked on and put up by, by the season. Um, we'll see, there's been snafus along the way, you know, this, this pandemic being like, you know, capital A number one right. of slowing things down. Um, but there's been other factors too. So I think the, the plan is that it'll be ready. I would be more confident in that plan if we saw it under construction currently, but, um, but we'll, we'll see. But either way, the, the playing on campus was um, such a great experience. Um, our athletic director and our district and uh, the business people and the, the, the field workers did such a great job getting that set up in such a way um, that it was unique, you know, with end zone seating and the students and the band in the end zone. I mean, it really had a cozy, neat atmosphere for being a little bit makeshift. Um, but have being able to 
be in your own locker room, not have to get on a bus to go to a home game. Um, when the game's over, the kids could go out with their, you know, go out on the field with their friends and their family. And we didn't have to go round them up to get on the bus to leave. You know, it was really, it really added to, to the excitement of, uh, especially when you won, um, you know, for the, for the kids. So I think they liked it. Um, certainly they would rather have been in a brand new, Sure. you know, plush setup, but I think plan B was great. A lot of things uh, happening there at Sycamore High School and uh, certainly a lot of great things within the football program as well. Sycamore coach Scott Dottillo, always appreciate your time and perspective and thanks for joining me today. Enjoy the ceremony. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Thank Mike. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. That was Sycamore head coach Scott Dottillo here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. As I mentioned before, we're live here at the Sharonville Convention Center for the annual Greater Miami Conference National Signing Day Recognition Ceremony with uh, 10 schools being recognized today along with their student athletes here for the class of 2022, looking to take the next step into college football uh, and celebrating that with family, friends, and fans of each one of these respective programs. And um, we have already spoken with Fairfield coach Jason Krause and uh, just spoke with Sigmar coach Scott Dottillo. We're going to speak with a few more coaches here momentarily and um, do uh, want to highlight another one of these programs. Lakota East High School has uh, five national uh, college football signees today, uh, including Charlie Kenrich, who's going to Purdue University. Uh, and Coach Rick Haynes, obviously doing a great job there with the uh, Thunderhawks and uh, certainly well represented here. Uh, at the National Signing Day ceremony as well. But um, we're hopefully going to talk to Hamilton assistant coach Mike Dole here just momentarily. And he's going to talk about the Big Blue and uh, the good things happening there uh, within Hamilton. I want to remind everybody this WCPO High School Insider podcast presented by uh, Chick-fil-A today here at the Sharonville Convention Center. Enjoy a free eight-count Chick-fil-A nuggets when you create an account or log into your Chick-fil-A One app. Redeem at your participating Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants through February 28th. And again, we want to thank Chick-fil-A for all their support, uh, not only today, but throughout the high school football season, each and every fall. Uh, certainly appreciate everything that they do to support the local high school football scene and the student athletes along with their families and fans as well. And I see uh, Coach Dole speaking to Coach Krause and Coach Dottillo over there. And uh, maybe we can get Coach Dole to come join the conversation here on the podcast. And uh, he's kind enough to speak about the Big Blue. Uh, some recent news within the Hamilton football program is head coach Nate Mahan recently stepped down from the program. Um, and uh, we're going to talk to Coach Dole here about the Big Blue momentarily. Coach, uh, we are live here on Facebook Live, and thanks for taking a few minutes. Really appreciate it. And uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, certainly want to talk about uh, the Big Blue and uh, the College Football National Signing Day ceremony here. You have three student athletes uh, uh, who are signing, and uh, certainly uh, running back Caleb Johnson uh, signed during the early signing period back in December Correct. at the University of Iowa. But uh, if you could, maybe just kind of take us through uh, – your three student athletes and uh, what they've represented to uh, the Hamilton football program. Yeah, certainly. Um, the two that signed today early this morning in school were um, our center, Hayden Renner. Uh, he's a two-year starter, um, always the line, play a little guard uh, last year. And then um, 
little actually a little tight end as well. Uh, really good old lineman, uh, versatile, undersized guy, five ten, five eleven, but um, strong, nasty old lineman who gets after and a good leader. Um, he's headed to Wittenberg to play for the the new head coach up there after Coach Fincham stepped down, uh, retired, and then he's uh, joining him as our. Quarterback slash receiver from last year, Kerry Ware. He's a he's a two year starter as well. Started as a receiver as a soft or as a junior, sorry. And then last year, split time at quarterback and receiver. Him and give uh, Elijah Given. So um, uh, he's heading up there too to play receiver. Um, very excited for them too. Good, uh, both are good student athletes in our school. Represent as well, and uh, have a good Division three career up there. Then obviously in December. Um, Caleb Johnson signed with the University of Iowa uh, early signing. Didn't enroll early, so he'll be uh, he'll be here today for the ceremony. But um, you know, he signed there. Has several offers, several decisions to make. You know, originally committed to um, Cal, but you know, after some thinking about the distance and all that stuff, it was like, nah, let's come back home, play in the Big Ten, play for a team that just went to the Big Ten championship. Um, we get there, and so, you know, where his family can be able to actually go see him play. You know, I was seven, eight hours away, but several home games there within certainly drive, driving distance in the morning. So, you know, he's a four-year starter, four-year all-league player. Uh, certainly going to miss him in the backfield, give him the ball 25, 30 times a game. But, uh, yeah, he's going to Iowa, and we're, we're looking forward to that career he has there. I was going to say, what has what Caleb meant to oh. not only the offense, but just the program in general over the past yeah, few I mean, years? Yeah, he's been a like I said, four year player for us. He's um played basketball for a couple of years, freshman, sophomore, junior, ran track for me last year, state qualifier in the four by one team. Um so he's you know, he's been a one of the most consistent athletes we've had there in a while. Uh and his ups his his future is even more brighter, um, with his frame and then when he gets in the weight room there and their nutrition plans and He's going to get the fed the ball from some pretty good old linemen at Iowa. <laughs> sure. You know, a couple first round picks in the future, some couple tight ends. I said, you know, I told him when he committed, he said, you're, you're going to see some holes you haven't seen before. <laughs> and if you don't hit those holes, those old linemen are going to let you know. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Uh, coach, what, what year is this for you now as, as an oh. assistant there in Hamilton? My first year was 2001. Okay. Uh, with Coach Minery. Gotcha. This last year was my first year, so okay. 2001. So I just finished, I guess, my 20th season gotcha. as assistant coach, O-line coach, and various other duties. Yeah, after 20 <laughs> years, I mean, just uh, you're fully vested in the program, obviously, in the community. I mean, tell us what Yeah, I'm a Hamilton. grad. I'm a grad at Hamilton. Sure. I played for Coach Minery in 94. Sure. Uh, graduated in 94, played there. Um, obviously, went away to play college um, at Moorhead State. Then came back and started coaching the junior highs a little bit. But then in 2001, moved to varsity. And, you know, I've had opportunities to leave, uh, you know, take other jobs or whatever. But, you know, I fully invest in the city, fully invest in the school and, you know, truly wanted to see us turn it around and stay turned around. You know, we've had our glimpses of years and, you know, last year, two years ago, glimpses of playoffs and, and, and prior to that, 2010 and stuff like that. But truly just want us to, you know, keep on moving in the positive way and keep on you know, serving our student athletes of our community, our school in a proper way and, you know. Yeah, you know, gets it, it gets this thing back on track in a more consistent, consistent what, manner. I was just going to ask you, what, what's it meant to you to be part of a, a program in a school community for twenty years like that, knowing it's your alma mater? And oh yeah, it means everything. How special is that? Yeah, it means everything. I mean, you you, know, you can't go anywhere. I live in the city. My kids go to school in the city, as in the school system, and you, know, you can't go around to a anywhere in town without people asking how the big blue could be. What's going to happen? What's going on? What's the what's the next move? How are you going to be next year? Who's 
you know, where's Brian Ishmael's going to go next year? Where's those guys? What's going to go on there? So, you know, it means everything. And, you know, I, you know, I can't imagine myself being on another sideline. Yeah, I can't imagine myself going to Hamilton, be on the visual sideline, looking there, and um, and playing against them. So no, it means everything. And you know, we're we're we'll get it going. We're gonna get it going. <laughs> well, obviously, we had some news last week with uh, head coach Nate Mahon yeah. stepping down uh, after three seasons. Uh, uh, there was back to back playoff appearances in 2019 and 2020. But uh, maybe just tell us kind of what the uh, uh, the time is, is going, how it's going right now in terms of uh, just helping to uh, transition into the new coaching era uh, whenever that does happen. Yes. Yeah, obviously, that's not my first rodeo and the, the transition uh, from an old head coach to a new head coach. Um, like I said, he stepped down, told the team last, I guess about a week ago, last Tuesday. Um, and, you know, our kids, the good thing is we have good leadership, senior leadership coming back. Gabe Verdon, Breon. Well, Breon's playing basketball, but Gabe Verdon. Uh, Caleb Bennett or Caden Bennett, sorry, um, Jalen Garrett, a few others got good leadership in the wave room. We've had great numbers. I mean, the same, the numbers we had prior to the announcement has been the same. Uh, kids are invested. They wanted to turn around. Uh, myself, Coach Vonderheide, um, our offense coordinator for the past couple of years, uh, Coach Kaluger, a couple other coaches in the wave room every day, um, lifting three, four days a week and, you know, making the transition. Uh, you know, I don't know the whole process of hiring coach, but, I don't think it's, I think it's going to be, they want to get someone as soon as possible. I know that. Gotcha. What about just maybe as you look toward the fall and I know it's early, obviously, yeah. but uh, you mentioned Gabe and Brian and um, maybe tell us about those guys and uh, maybe some of the returning uh, players for 2022. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian Ishmael, um, he'll be a four-year starter next year. Uh, he started as a freshman at some receiver. Uh, he's got numerous, numerous offers. He's just picked up. Um, uh, UK the other day he's got Tennessee West Virginia Pitt so he, he's got his choice and he'll be a big time recruit uh, Gabe Verdon has Purdue offer uh, but he's a starting linebacker for us Play, actually played a little bit quarterback last year when we we're just trying to figure some things out uh, but he's a he's a kid in the weight room right now that's just he's our leader he's the one that's making it go in there and um, so yeah he's a returning starter uh, like I said Caden Bennett he'll be a three-year starting D-line Tyler Camden three-year starter O-line so there's a lot of guys who you know, start as sophomores who will be a three-year starters next year. Um, yeah, and then uh, Gabe Verdon's younger brother Trey was a starter on D line for us. He'll be a, he'll be a sophomore as he started a freshman last year. So we, I think we talked about we when we left last year when we walked up the field saying next we had ten on, stars on defense back, and they were they were a young crew with a couple like I said a couple freshmen playing against Saint X Verdon and the Morris kid, um, and then a few sophomores and. So we'll lose one starter on defense. And we got to replace them on offense, losing uh, KJ and Kerry and and um the other our other receivers and Elijah Gibbons, obviously. Sure. That were they were they were ninety five percent of our offense. So we gotta replace some stuff on offense, but we got a good solid old line coming back. So that, that always helps the transition there. <laughs> helps you personally too, I would imagine. Yes. Uh, yes. Before I let you go, Mike, maybe just uh can you give us an update on maybe some alumni that what they're doing maybe in college football or even beyond and what some yeah. of the former standouts yeah. at Hamilton? Yeah, Adam Pankey just finished his fourth year in NFL with the Dolphins. Uh talked to him the other day, uh text messaging, you know, he's doing well. Today's his birthday too. So okay. uh, shout out to Adam yeah. for that. So yeah, um he's doing well, finished his like I said, fourth year at Dolphins and um yeah, he's signed with them for next year and see what happens there. Uh, Vince Sanford just had a great career at Air Force. Or he finished the year. He was second team all Mountain West out there. Um, linebacker. He's a junior, so he has another year or two, depending on the COVID year, sure. whatever he takes. 
Um, we had a kid, Mark Pratt, just finished his career at Wittenberg. Where these other two going? He's an O lineman. Um, Darian Bowling is at Youngstown State. So that was would have been last year's class when we didn't have the, the able to have the signing day. Keyshawn Stevens, who was first team all league or first team all state last year, running back. He's at um, Marion College doing well. Then we got uh, Blake Hawkins and at, at a Division three school in, in Michigan and um, a couple others there. So yeah, the the big ones are Vince and, and Adam in, the, in there. Uh, finish up there, and Vince will finish up his career next year, possibly the Air Force. But he had he had a great year. I mean, just following him on Twitter every week and just Mountain West Player of the Week, Air Force Player of the Week. I mean, that stuff just making tackles, sacks. He was one that I think he was in the top ten in the nation in sacks last year. So had a great great career this or a great season this year. Definitely great to highlight a lot of those guys who yes. formerly uh, stood out there for Hamilton. But uh, assistant coach Mike Dole, really appreciate your time and perspective. You and uh, I'm going to give you a couple Chick-fil-A okay. uh, cards here for a sandwich. Okay. I appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. very much. Yep. That was Hamilton assistant football coach Mike Dole, kind enough to join us here on the WCPO High School Insider podcast. And uh, we've already spoken to... Not only Coach Dole, but uh, Fairfield Coach Jason Kraus. Also, we've spoken with Sycamore Coach Scott Dottillo and getting their perspectives here at the Sharonville Convention Center for the annual Greater Miami Conference National Signing Day Recognition Ceremony. And um, hoping to speak with a few more coaches as we go forward. The actual ceremony does start at 1 p.m. And uh, we're going to have a lot of student-athletes and Families and, and fans of, of these programs going to be filling the, the seats here at the Sharonville Convention Center and, and certainly watching and uh, applauding all these student athletes for their accomplishments and their path going forward as they begin a new chapter in playing college football. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, 10 schools here in the Greater Miami Conference. Uh, we've already highlighted Fairfield, Sycamore, and Hamilton. Uh, I've already mentioned uh, some of the signees at Lakota West and Lakota East and hoping to uh, talk with a, a few more coaches here as we go forward. And I think we have Mason coach Brian Kastner waiting on deck. And I see him over there talking to a few coaches. Let's see if we can get his attention here momentarily. Um, looks like... Uh, Few discussion items among the uh, the four coaches there in the conference, and uh, looks like we're going to get his attention here as he's been called to uh, the discussion here. Is uh, we appreciate all these coaches' times are uh, very uh, generous with uh, their perspective, not only today but just throughout the entire season, uh, being able to um, highlight not only the programs, but the student-athletes and keeping the news media informed. Uh, we really appreciate that. And here's Coach Kastner. We're live here on Facebook Live. Coach, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Right. Uh, it was Mason head football coach Brian Kastner. Coach, what year is this for you now it's, entering? Uh, I'll be going into comments. my 13th year. Okay, 13th yeah. season 13th here. And, fly uh, by. <laughs> how about that? Lots of fun. Yeah, tell us. I mean, I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but just how special this day is to have it here at the Sharonville Convention Center. Not every conference, obviously, has this. No. Uh, what's this mean for you to see your student-athletes recognized in this I'd format? I'd be interested in finding out you know, who does it as well as we do it, especially when it comes to this day and even with the early signing period. But just to recognize all the athletes in the GMC, the level that, that, that we play week in and week out, 
and, and to do this. And I, I just, I, I tell my athletes and I told my parents this morning when we did a little signing at, at the school, you know, it's a special day and uh, they really do it up the right way. Beacon Orthopedics and the GMC is the GMC for a reason. And um, it, it's, it's a really, really cool day. That's great. Well, uh, let's, let's get right into it here. We have uh, four Mason student athletes uh, signing today and being celebrated. And uh, coach, if you don't mind, maybe we just go through each yeah. one of these individuals and uh, tell us about their uh, choice and also uh, what they've meant to the Mason football program. Absolutely. Caden Evans is a three-year starter at linebacker. Um, we knew what we were kind of getting with him. His older brother's at Southern Illinois right now playing ball at a pretty good level, offensive line for them. And Caden, you know, uh, he, he had a couple, he had multiple offers that he was able to, to kind of pick from. So, you know, to, he really felt at home in Hillsdale. Uh, they treated him well. So uh, he's, he's really, really excited about going up there and representing Mason and, and, and the Evans name. Um, they're, they're all athletes. Uh, his, his uncle, Troy, uh, was in the, in the league, won a Super Bowl with the Saints. His dad, Todd, um, played at, uh, I think, Ferris State. So it's a big football family, uh, really, really solid, solid family um, that, you, you know, you want to come through your program. Uh, Miles, uh, Jackson, uh, he'll be going to Baldwin Wallace, going to be playing for Coach Hilbert yeah, up there. Great. So uh, he's excited about that. And he had a lot of different, you know, Division III um, situations where he, he could have played. And he really felt at home up there with Coach Hilbert. And he's he's really, really excited about that. And his, his mom's excited, family's excited for him to, to go north and, and to grow and, and, and figure out, you know, what what his next chapter in life is. Um, Kobe Lewis uh, going to University of Indianapolis. Um, you know, one of those kids that probably would have went a little bit higher if it wasn't for the portal. Um, you know, University of Indianapolis is a great school. If, if, if my son in three years is able to go play college football, I'd love for him to go to Indianapolis. Sure. It's a no great doubt. place. I'm excited for Kobe. He's, uh, I think his best days are in front of him. He, he can play. He's an athlete. Um, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, young man. And um, I know his mom's really Really, really proud. Uh, Cooper Schreider uh, going to University of Finley, and um, he got that offer early, and they stuck with him uh, even through the season. And uh, he had other offers as well, so you know it's good to see uh, what he's going to do. They already want him to put on some weight, so we were talking about that this morning. And I think you know he was a three-year starter, and I think he'll represent Mason really, really well as as well. Great. Oh, we've kind of already had this discussion with some of these uh, coaches earlier today about uh, college football recruiting. But in your mind, I mean, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, the COVID year, the transfer portal. It just uh, doesn't seem like a lot of things are very clear right now in recruiting. I mean, how do you make sense of what's happening now? Well, I first and, would say I, I, I 100% dislike it. Sure. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the portal at all. Uh, I think it's taking the purity away from the game, um, and it's trickling down from college now to high school because uh, the high school kids aren't getting as many opportunities. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that the NCAA will step up here soon and get a little bit of uh, – parameters on it but um yeah i'm not a fan at all and i've had a lot of co coaches college coaches that come in that are they're not fans of it to an extent now i think the rich get richer um but you know the middle to lower tier it's it's a, it's a crapshoot you know you got a lot of different people trying to do different things and i, I think it brings the worst out in people because you know that that, that young man that's been in the room in that quarterback room or that linebacker room for two or three years busting his butt and doing everything you ask him to do at, 
at UC or Miami and then all of a sudden there's three portal guys that transfer in. And I guess that's a little bit of life and you got to come to realization that, that that's going to happen. And maybe you got to make sure you train a little bit harder and a little bit harder. But I just think it's 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 it's, it's going to be a tough, tough business if they don't get a, get it figured out, get some parameters put put in place. Well, obviously, uh, you know, recruiting is different for each level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I mean, just looking here at uh, Baldwin Wallace University and uh, Coach Hilbert obviously had a great success at LaSalle mm-hmm. locally here. I mean, you tell me about maybe just what's his recruiting efforts been like or, you know, some of these schools that that have a personal connection to Southwest Ohio and Cincinnati. Kind of curious how that that goes. Yeah. You know, Baldwin Wallace will come in every year. Uh, Jimmy will always call me or text me, and, you know, hey, you got one or two guys, you got a couple guys we'd really like to take a look at. So his his um, presence has, is always on my phone or, or, or in, in, in the room, in the strength room, wherever they come through. Um, so, you know, and he's a successful coach. He's going to be successful up there, you know, versus, you know, the other, the other coaches, you know, it's about relationships. You know, it's about Coach Cooper at Indianapolis trusting Coach Kastner. You know, we have a hundred and I think we're at a hundred and eight in 12 years that we put into college football. And so we are really proud of that as a staff, as a program. And, and when I'm able to look at parents and look at them this morning and say, hey, you know, you're, you're right around 108 and there should be two more here coming up in the next probably month or two that, that are still trying to find a place, uh, two of our better players, um, you know, we'll be at 110 kids in, in, in 12 years. So uh, we'll put that up against anybody and we're very proud of it um, because of the relationship part of it. You know, um, the Finley defensive coordinator, he comes in and, and always stops in at Mason. We're obviously, we're in the GMC. So if you're recruiting Cincinnati, you don't usually miss a GMC school. And we're in the largest, I'm in the largest high school in the state of Ohio. So that obviously draws attention, but it's still based on relationship because I could be a, you know, I could be a jerk. I could right. be, you know, I don't want to talk. <laughs> you're not though, Brian. No, I know. But I mean, I'm just saying, you know, but you're not that relationship part of it is huge. Right, right. And I think, um, it pays, it pays dividends, not just now. Now the, the players, they understand they, when they walk out of the strength room for one last time and meeting that, they got to represent at that next place. And that's the other thing I think we're proud about is, is, you know, we've had, I don't know, eight to 10, eight to nine PWOs and, and six of those have been scholarshiped, you know, with in two years and so, so so you know like nolan mccormick who played running back for us last year he's at ou and he's a pwo he loves it and they love him and and so he, he's representing the m he's doing what he's supposed to do um up there uh not getting in too much trouble but he he, he wants it you know and so we're proud of that too so you know they they get school paid for and and they're they're playing. I mean, national championship, we had four kids from Mason that were on that field, two of them that were playing and two of them were on the sideline, but we had four and uh, they, they understand hard work. So when they leave here and, and they decide to wear a different colored shirt and jersey, you know, it's it's something that they understand. They're still they're still representing the LGL. They're still representing Mason High School. You mentioned the long green line and year 13 for you and just Maybe tell me about how much pride you have had in this program. And I know you're fully vested as and all these yeah, coaches are. But absolutely. I mean, what, what's that been like for you? Uh, it's, it's, it's been very, um, I want to say selfish. It's been gratifying um, because I get to watch a young man 
uh, grow. I got to watch players. I got to leave on, on a Saturday morning and go watch Eric Miller at Purdue start at left tackle, right tackle as, as a red shirt sophomore, you know, and he's got a couple more years left. You know, he's benefited from the portal, you know, because he's going to get that COVID portal year, you know, but all in all, you know, that that's just, it's just gratifying. I'm, I'm able to go watch, you know, next year, Indiana State plays Purdue. So I'll be able to watch Casey Miller, who plays D end against Purdue. Uh, I'll be able to go down to UC and watch a game and, and know that there's going to be a Mason Comet on, on the field. Um, and then when they come back, I mean, there's, I don't know, four, there was four or so over Christmas break that came back and lifted. And, you know, we had, we had a Quatman's hamburger, you know, for lunch and we sat around and I mean, I'm looking at three, four massive guys, <laughs> one coming from Indianapolis, another one coming from UK. Eric came in and we're sitting there having a cheeseburger and I'm just like, this is what it's about. You can't put a price on that. And then to hear their conversations and hear what they're saying about, you know, just life at big time schools or even small schools. And, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just really, really gratifying. And selfishly, that's my paycheck. That's, that's what I love. I mean, I, I, I really, really appreciate um, them coming back and, and even a, a shooting a text or, you know, hey, coach, I made the practice squad. I, I made the traveling squad. You know, I'm, you know, those things. So um, very, very, very uh, proud and happy. That's great. I know you're never uh, short on enthusiasm for the the entire Mason football program, Coach. Yeah. Before I let you go, maybe just a little bit of outlook of the 2022 season, uh, the group you have returning, what do you like about it, and what might be the identity when uh, fall rolls around? A lot of great eyes. Um, our eyes are phenomenal right now as far as February 2nd. Um, we go in the mornings on Mondays and Wednesdays. We're training four days a week. Um, you know, we keep it quick. Uh, but they they are they are loving every minute of it. Today we had our draft where we have our off-season teams. And I was able to walk in a classroom because in the middle of the middle of the day, we were able to get together uh, right around lunchtime. And they were able to draft their teams. And, and just the energy in that room was just like wow let's get going you know we got 198 days or 197 <laughs> days till, till that Friday right? right you know but again it's all about the process it's about them believing in the process fully wholeheartedly versus the end result and that's a hard thing to do I mean I've learned every year I'm 48 and every year I learn a little bit more about how do I get a kid to believe in the process <laughs> that's tough and, and, and again it's college pro they all they have no clue sometimes about just, just be where your feet are and enjoy the process. The games will come. The end result will come. And I, I, I think, I think we're gonna we're gonna bounce back a little bit. You know, everybody ga- gauges us from our, our record. And yeah, we had a lean year last year. It was one of our leanest that we've ever had. And uh, we lost four games uh, in the fourth quarter where we were either winning or tied. And um, that that doesn't sit well with these guys. So we're, we're, we're we need to we need to fix that. We need to understand how to finish. But yeah. I, I I love my group. I don't know if there's been a group that's come through in 13 years that I haven't loved. And, um, you know, we're not always the fastest. We're not always the strongest, but we're, we're, we'll give you a game. We'll give you a game. You mentioned that process and something just kind of popped in my mind about the um, the OHSA regulation about mm-hmm. unlimited coaching during mm-hmm. summer. We've had that for the past couple of years. Yeah. Obviously started with the COVID uh, year in, in 2020. I mean, what's kind of your take on that? Because I know they're considering, you know, whether to do that again this year, starting June 1st and allowing that unlimited uh, practice time. Some coaches or some schools might see that as, hey, this is a great thing, yeah. but you do have to be judicious yeah. in how you use it too, I right? I mean, all these coaches, if they don't say that that we are, um, you know, they're great coaches, you got to find balance. Sure. 
you know, you get too much of anything. You get too much of food, you, you're going to be overweight. Look at me. I eat too much food. I got to find balance. You know, you drink too much. You're going to be an alcoholic. You, you know, those things, you've got to find balance. And then you got to know the temperament of your team. You've got to look in their eyes and say, hey, what do you want, Spearsy? What do you want, Bates? You know, we, we can only do so much without you saturating it or you 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 going down you know you're finding out that you know hey i lost my love or or now you know i want i don't want to play anymore so we, we i think we have a good balance uh we we don't do a lot of seven on sevens you know we go three days a week uh lifting in the summer um we'll do our we'll do those 10 days that they've always allowed us and then we'll do our three days of seven on seven and i think all in all that's a good balance for us and then we hit the ground running in august you know because it happens so fast now because everything's moved up a week because it's on you before you know the, the OHSA, if they want to get any sense is, is how they've kind of crunched that, that two-a-day and that August. And maybe they think that we don't need that time, which maybe we don't if they're going to allow us to do stuff in the summer. But it takes the summer away from that kid and that family. So that family can't get what they want in, you know. And the kid, the two-sporter, I mean, heck, they're gone every weekend because they're playing baseball. They're playing lacrosse. And now you're just really crunching it. And you don't want to do that to a kid. I mean, my son plays three sports. I love it. I don't know how long he's going to play three sports. I love it. But there's also that two-sporter. You know, our quarterback is a two-sporter. He's going to go play 60 baseball games this summer. And then we got to manage the strength part of it. There's balance. I just talked to Larson today about balance. I'm like, you got to get it figured out, man. I said, and it's tough. You're, you're 16 years old, man. You got to, I say balance. What's that mean to you? I'll stand up, make sure I can stand on one foot. Right. No, you got to figure out life balance right now. Your games, you got to get the combines. What are you going to get? 10? No, you're going to four combines, if that. And then you're going to go play 60 games. And I think that's important. I think that's important for him to figure that out. Um, and he's a good, good, solid quarterback. He led the conference in passing until Bolden took there at the end. He's a good, solid quarterback. Will he have enough exposure? You know, he's not going to play baseball in college. He's already said that. He wants to play football in college. So it's, it's a balance and act. Um, luckily, I see him four days a week lifting-wise for baseball. You know, Mason schools have really really kind of accommodated what we're doing and what we're trying to do as far as the holistic approach with a kid with a student athlete so great. we're excited we're excited man yeah, great well uh Brian, uh, Mason, Coach Brian Kessler, I always appreciate your time yeah. and perspective. And uh, hey, I want to give you a couple Chick Fil A coupons. Oh, before right. you, absolutely! You leave here and uh, like, really I'm, appreciate it. Yeah, uh, Mike, thank much. you, and I'll thank you in front of everybody. But man, I don't know what Cincinnati would do without you. Well, man. I appreciate I, it. I very really kind of you to say that. that. Thank, thank you, you, Coach. Right. Enjoy the day. Yep. That was Mason, Coach Brian Kessler, with excellent perspective about his program. Thirteenth year. Um, coaching the Comets program as we enter the 2022 season. And again, we're here at the, live at the Sharonville Convention Center for the annual Greater Miami Conference National Signing Day Recognition Ceremony. I'm your host, Mike Dyer of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. And uh, we've been speaking with various GMC coaches. We uh, already talked to Fairfield coach Jason Kraus. We've already spoken with Sycamore coach Scott Dottillo. Hamilton assistant Mike Dole and just heard from Mason head coach Brian Kastner. We're going to hope to speak with a few more coaches as uh, the convention center is starting to fill in here as we prepare for the recognition ceremony. Just about about 35 minutes or so from right now. Okay. 
And uh, I think uh, we're, we're hoping to speak with uh, Lakota West coach Tom Bolden, also Princeton coach Andre Parker, Coleraine coach Sean Cutright. And it looks like Coach Cutright's on his way, ironically enough. And we're going to uh, talk to Coach Cutright about the Coleraine Cardinals here momentarily. Coach, we're live here on Facebook Live, and uh, thanks for joining me. Sure. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How's your week going? Doing well. Yeah, great. Well, uh, obviously, we've been talking uh, about this momentous occasion here at the Sharonville Convention Center with the GMC Signing Day Recognition Ceremony. I mean, first of all, what's what's this mean uh, for you and your program, your student-athletes and the families to be recognized in such a special way that uh, this is presented today? Yeah, well, first and foremost, it's nice to be out here and have this event again after a few years off with the pandemic. But, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a day all coaches look forward to, uh, all their hard work, dedication, uh, the blood, sweat, tears, the weight room, the, you know, the running, the conditioning, the uh, all the work they put into it. This is when it sort of pays off for them and they can see what they worked for the last four years and, uh, you know, to Two percent, they say, you know, of high school players get to go play at the next level and have scholarships. And uh, I'd say this year is probably even less. So it's it's very special as a coach and for these guys and their family. Do you convey those percentages to your student athletes? I we, mean, we is talk there, about uh, that some. Uh, is there some, uh, I guess, a sense of gratitude from these athletes, especially these past couple of years? Sure. Yeah, we we try to you track that too on, on how many players that we have playing to the next level, Division One, Two, and Three, and uh, how successful they are too once they get there uh, you know as a as a teacher and a coach in a high school my job's to prepare them for the future after football uh, but along the way you know they can get four more years in and enjoy that experience then then that's great and uh, you know the the rare few the one in the whatever it is <laughs> a lot get to go to the NFL and make a living out of it then you know those are the special ones that uh, that you're you see on Sundays but uh, we don't have too many of those in in the GMC I'm in, in at Coleraine but uh, you know there are some well I want to ask you about a couple different things uh, mm-hmm. about your program but let, let's make the focus here primarily about your five signees uh, and also uh, uh, want to mention, uh, too, that, uh, you know, we had two signees in uh, the early signing period yeah. in mid-December. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to just talk about each one of these student-athletes, uh, sure. we could, yeah, that I'll would be great. Yeah, I'll start with uh, Kenny. He's not here. He's down at UC working out. He is actually an early graduate, uh, so he's already on campus taking classes now and working out with the team. It was a great story. Coach Fickle, a couple weeks ago, when there's recruiting there, he came up and said, uh, I asked him how the, you know, the guys are doing down there. We have, we have a few guys down there playing still. And he said, you'll have to ask Kenny how workouts uh, went today. And, uh, you know, Kenny was uh, over there uh, uh, making sure he wasn't, he wasn't in the greatest shape. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> the workout had got after him. But, you know, he, he, he didn't get to play as much as we'd like for him to this year. Uh, he, was a, he was a good leader when he wasn't able to, to make it. Uh, he injured early in the season, uh, but looking for great things for him down there at UC. I think uh, Coach Combs coming there in the DB room, and they're definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, I sent him a little text when I found out that Kerry was going to be down there. I said, hey, the DB room just got a little more competitive, <laughs> and uh, you're going to get the heck coached out of you in a, in, a, in a great way. So, you know, proud of him and, and going down there and doing his thing at UC. And then I, MJ was able to make it today. He signed early with East. Eastern Illinois. I, I know they just went through a coach.
coaching change. Uh, and I think they're bringing in a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches to get that program going the right direction. So he broke about uh, – broke or tied about 10 different records for us while we was at Colerain, whether they be a career stats or then just a senior year stats. So he's one of those kids that, that we can't really replace. You know, we, we try to find somebody that uh, two or three guys maybe that can do the job that he did for us this year, but he'll, he'll, he'll be missed for everything that he brought to us on and off the field and uh, for his whole career down there. And then a few other guys that we have here today. Uh, Amari Shannon there is going to go uh, go to Marietta College. Uh, that's where I uh, played and went to school. I said, we were signed this morning. And I said, you know how long ago that was? I said, Coach Cutright was at Marietta. He goes, no, nah, I don't know. I said, well, that was 30 years ago. So I'm sure a <laughs> few things have changed at Marietta College since then in the football program. But, uh, you know, he, he had a good year for us. He was a tailback. And uh, we're excited for him to go at, to Marietta. And then uh, A.J. Foster was sort of a, a late kid. He had a couple things going on and decided to go to Ashland. And uh, he, he enjoys track, too, so I think he's going to try to play uh, play football in, uh, participate in track, run track and field there. Uh, they were excited to get him. They, they came in the uh, last few days here with a, with a good offer for him. He was actually healthy for once. He, he'd been uh, up and down with some injuries throughout his career, and this year he was healthy, played every game for us, almost every snap. And and uh, did a great job for us. And then uh, Levert Jarman, uh, there's some paperwork stuff that they're still figuring out for all that. Uh, he, he wasn't able to come today, but uh, he's going to be going to Tiffin and uh, playing for Coach Dukes up there. He was a kid oh, that yeah. I had about 10 or 15 years ago. I think he just got promoted to co-defense coordinator there. So I know they're excited to have him, and, and I'm excited for him to go up there. We've had a few guys that's played there and did well there, so I think that's a great school for him to what type of feedback do you hear from families? I mean, this is a win-win scenario sure. today, but I mean, yeah. like, it's got to be, you know, gratifying as a coach to see these guys take a new chapter in their careers, not only football-wise, but as right. you mentioned, education, like you said, preparing them for the next step in life. Yeah, you know, it's, it's great to get us all together and have this. Uh, well, I was communicating the, this uh, event with some of the parents. They're like, oh, so, you know, everybody coming together from the whole conference and celebrating everybody that, that was able to get an offer and and. and it was great. You know, everything's positive. The parents were excited about it. The kids were definitely excited about it. You know, even the coaches and the, the administration were. So it, it's a great event. I'm, I'm happy we're here and uh, glad we have a few guys participating in it. You mentioned Ken Willis, uh, your outstanding cornerback at the start of this conversation. Sure. And you mentioned Coach Combs. He was officially named uh, as an assistant yesterday, right. even though it's been known for a couple uh, uh, weeks now. But, uh, I mean, what do you think of Coach Combs coming back to UC? And I mean, what, what's that uh, immediate impact going to be? Not only from maybe an X's and O's standpoint, but recruiting and sure. and just a, a you know the public relations standpoint as well. I tell you, you know, we've had a lot of recruiters. I've been at Colerain since '05, and there's been a lot of a lot of uh, college coaches come in there and and recruit kids and and carries up there. You know, he he's the best or one of the best about talking to these kids and recruiting them and getting them to come to the school that he's working with or working at. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a, be great for the area. And Marcus did a great job, too, Luke, all the all, all those guys since they've been in there. Uh, but I know that uh, everybody's looking forward to it. It was a little bit of funny. I saw somebody post from Colerain that Coach Combs was at Colerain, went to UC, went to the Titans, or, or, uh, went to the Titans, went 
or maybe it was went Ohio to Ohio State, State yeah. then to the Titans, then back to Ohio State, then back to <laughs> Cincinnati. So they were wondering if he was coming back to Corrine next. So it was a pretty cool little uh, little thing I saw there on Facebook. So I'm sure he's going to sort of hang out in college pro, pro ball or one of those two. But, yeah, it's great to have Kerry back in town. And, you know, he, he does a tremendous job not only recruiting those guys but coaching them up. And uh, wherever he's went, you know, his players have played well for him and laid on the line. So it's exciting to have him back in town. Kind of keeping them with that UC theme for a second. Mm-hmm. Ivan Pace uh, Jr. obviously yeah. uh, just joined uh, the UC program after being at Miami University and having an outstanding uh, couple years there. And uh, I mean, what do you think about him uh, reuniting with his brother Deshaun there on the defense? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some, you know, I saw some publicity already about the two of them. I know their mom, Shelly, and their dad, uh, Big Ivan's definitely proud of both those, as they should be, and I am too. And uh, I'm looking for good things. You know, Ivan uh, would, wouldn't would get the big-time offer because his height and size, but he went and proved how good of a football player he was at Miami by getting a co-defense player of the year. So I'm excited to have him out there and uh, show what he's going to do down there at Nipper Stadium, that's for sure. Great. Before I let you go, Coach, maybe just give us a little bit of an outlook for 2022, mm-hmm. uh, the season going forward. Uh, obviously, everybody remembers that memorable playoff game <laughs> there at the pit. And, uh, I mean, how did you turn the page from that? How long did it take? And yeah. what's kind of the focus as you kind of look uh, toward the spring and into the summer? Sure, yeah, that was a great game, and uh, it was exciting both ways. I definitely uh, was coaching defense that night, and like I usually do, so I got to go back to the drawing board and figure that out a little bit. Doug had my number quite a bit, uh, but they had a great offense. They did, and they had it. They had a good year. Uh, everything didn't quite work out the way the way that we would loved it to this year, uh, and we'll be the first ones to admit that. So we sort of go back, you know, to the drawing board and 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 try to get in there. I think we sort of prided ourselves as working hard being in the weight room and and sort of grinding it out and I know some other programs do the same thing but we've really hung our hat on that for years since I've been there with Coach Combs and and Coach Bolden but uh, I think that we need to get back to that because we've been in in this pandemic we've been trying to work out remotely we've been trying to work out here and there and everything's been sort of all over the place so we get we got to get back to what makes Coleraine Coleraine what makes us tough on Friday nights so we're looking forward to that and uh you know, we're, we're, we're got a lot of plans for this offseason to uh, to make sure that uh, time August comes, we're ready to go against LaSalle. Uh, can you give us a, a sense of uh, your, your talented quarterback, Zay Jennings, sure. and what, uh, how recruiting is going for him already and, and maybe how uh, he might be improved as uh, we look toward next season? Yeah, and I think Zay had a really good game, sort of a breakout game against Elder. Uh, we've been telling him that. And, you know, the kid played with confidence, but – he didn't. He didn't play with the utmost confidence in himself. That that we knew that he had some some skills that maybe he didn't know he had. I think Elder maybe allowed him to see that. So we're looking forward to him coming back. Uh, Miami offered him. He had a visit up there. Uh, he went to Louisville this weekend, and uh, he enjoyed the trip quite a bit. So you, I think he's going to be starting to get some more offers. And uh, great kid, you know, great athlete. So we look forward to him coming back to the next two years. Excuse me. Great. Coring Coach Sean Cutright, I want to give you a couple of these Chick-fil-A sandwich cards before you leave there. And I really appreciate your time. Perspective as always. Uh, Best of luck to you and the Cardinals and enjoy this ceremony. Sounds great. Thank you, Thank you, Sean. That was Coring Head Coach Sean Cutright offering his perspective about the Cardinals during this National Signing Day ceremony here at the Sharonville Convention Center. Also kind of giving us a glimpse 
of the 2022 season. Uh, for those who are not familiar, uh, Colerain and Elder played to a triple overtime game in that first round of the playoffs in Division One Region Four this past season. And uh, as he just alluded to, Zay Jennings, he uh, he rushed for 326 yards in that late October game and broke a school record for most rushing yards in a game. And certainly. One of the most memorable games I've ever seen, whether regardless of playoffs or regular season, uh, it was definitely uh, a lot of points on the board and something that both coaches remember. Unfortunately, somebody had to uh, lose, and uh, certainly you could hear it in Coach Cutright's voice about uh, how much the team is looking forward to another opportunity, getting back at it, and uh, preparing for yet another season come this August. And again, uh, we're going to... See if we can get a few more coaches here. Uh, Princeton coach Andre Parker and Middletown coach Don Simpson. Also going to look for Lakota West coach. And there's Coach Parker right now. Coach, if you have a few minutes, appreciate it. We're live on Facebook Live. I'm doing well. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for joining me here. And... Pleased to be joined by Princeton head coach Andre Parker, joining here the WCPO High School Insider podcast. And coach, the kind of uh, question I've had for all the coaches today is just how special this is to have the GMC signing day ceremony uh, here at the Sharonville Convention Center. What's this mean not only to your program, your student athletes, but also to the families and supporters of your program as well? So as you know, this is my first year of being here and it's, it's pretty awesome. It's really first class. Um, never been quite been a part of something like this and it's uh it's an honor to be here i think it really really picks the kids up and salutes them for all the accomplishments that they've had that's great and uh let's get right to it here i mean you have plenty of signees uh i don't know if i need to hand you the sheet here but uh certainly a, a lot of uh uh, recognition to be had for the Princeton Vikings today and coach if you don't mind maybe just talking about some of those individuals that'd be great um yes we we were pretty blessed uh with talent um and we work really hard me and the staff work really hard at finding kids opportunities to further their education and their playing time um, I'm not sure if any of the other coaches talked about it. it's probably one of the toughest years I've had just with COVID and the college kids getting an extra year and the transfer portal and so there's a lot of challenges um but i'm really happy that we were able to, to find kids homes and they were able to get money to go to school and, you know continue their education uh but darius burton uh will be going to independence community college he's a kid um that hadn't played a whole lot of football really really freak athlete great kid really good student gives him opportunity to mature and get better and play some big time football um Chris Gilliam is going, he, he, it's kind of undecided between Wayne State and Gannon University. We're going back and forth. Um, but he's a kid I expect to do really, really good things. Long, tall, physical, smart player. Uh, Darnell Howard is a kid that gave us everything. Um, he's truly your definition of a program kid. He's been unselfish his entire career. Um, and he just worked really, really hard all offseason. Um, and he was probably one of our, our more consistent offensive linemen. Definitely a grinder. Um, and he'll go to Trinity International University. Uh, Mikeese Grace, um, he's just a baby. Uh, he's a 6'4", 220-pound baby um, that started off his career as a corner, and he kept growing, and he moved to safety, and he kept growing. This year, he bought all into the new staff and our expectations, and um, he's going to South Dakota. Um, 
So then we have a nice Lunkman, Lukeman, excuse me, that's going to Arkansas Pine Bluff. He led the GMC in tackles. Um, he was one of our leaders to really help us turn turn the table. Um, he held all his teammates accountable, and he was high energy all the time. Uh, Makai Lynn is an interesting story. I still think he's the best athlete in the state of Ohio. Um, he's running indoor track right now, hasn't lost a race in indoor track this year. Um, he was injured for 90% of the year, came back for the last three games. It was very difficult on him, you know, mentally to get through those things. So he's going to continue at Iowa Western Community College. Um, Vince McQueen is a kid, another kid I expect great things from. Really, really talented kid. He's going to Independence Community College. Um, Antonio Nunley Jr. was probably our most dependent on leader on the team. He's going to Walsh University. Um, and then we have Macy O'Powell, who's a three-year starter, who's also going to Walsh. Uh, Jalen Stoker is going to Ohio State University. Um, Dalen White is going to Walsh University, and Justin Wimpy is going to Tiffin. This has got to be a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of emails, a lot of a lot of things to organize, Coach. I mean, what was the recruiting process like, knowing that it's been different the past couple of years? Um, I don't. The last few months have been, um, I'm not going to say stressful, but very busy. Uh, coach Gillum, um, myself, and our coaching staff, uh, we had to make a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. Uh, we filled a ton of coaches in, um, sent out a lot of transcripts, uh, just trying to find the right fit for every every young man. I mean, do you see this recruiting? I mean, it's ultra competitive. We all know that. I mean, at any level, but I mean, what are your uh, concerns, I guess, kind of going forward with college football recruiting? Everybody talks about the transfer portal and the COVID year and everything. I mean, what's kind of the biggest challenge as a high school head coach in being able to, you know, communicate these different issues with families and student athletes? I think it's the transfer portal. Because um, when you talk to a lot of coaches, a lot of the systems they're using, let's say they're taking 25 kids, they're going to take 15 portal kids. And they're going to take 10 high school kids. Well, excuse me, you go down from taking 25 high school kids to 10 and every program's doing that, that's really, really tough. Um, really tough on the kids that worked their whole lives to get to that point. Um, in a lot of ways, I try to look at it and say, okay, these men, these college coaches, that's how they feed their family. And they live in a doggy dog world to where if they don't win, they get fired. You know, so I try not to take it personal. Um, I try to educate my kids and my and my my parents, um, and I think most importantly for them, for their mental state, is you're a good football player, um, <clears throat> and you have we have to take care of them. But they're good football players. This doesn't mean you're not a big you know because you didn't get Ohio State or you didn't get UC. I mean, you know, I, I think right now, I mean, they're starting to understand that they got to go and play, and. Um, no, I'm not saying I'm giving them that advice, but if they go and do well, maybe they get in the portal and get the, end up at the place that they dreamed of ending up. So, yeah. Obviously, 11-2 and two record, uh, your first season here at Princeton. I mean, how would you evaluate everything, and um, how, how are you going to um, look to the next chapter when you look to the 2022 season? I am truly, truly excited um, about our future. Um, the kids are working hard. The seniors did a great job of setting – um, setting the way and setting the way that we want to play. Um, now it's up to the younger underclassmen to continue those ways. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just excited. I thought we did a heck of a job. Of course, like every coach, 
it's one or two games that I want, you know, that we want back, and we could have won a few more. Uh, but that's the name of the game. We just have to keep working and getting better. What do you like most about the group that's returning? Obviously, you have a an outstanding uh, quarterback that everybody knows about, T.J. Engelman. But uh, what's kind of the identity of this group returning, do you think? Um, we're going to be a lot more physical. Um, we're going to be a lot stronger. Um, we're going to play faster. Um, and we're going we're gonna to pride ourselves on those things. Um, last year, I didn't get a whole offseason with that group. Um, we're, we're definitely working. Um, and we're buying into what we want to be. Great. Coach, uh, really appreciate your time and perspective. I want to give you a couple of these Chick-fil-A uh, sandwich cards before you leave. And uh, thanks again for all your perspective about the Princeton Vikings. And I hope you enjoy the ceremony. Thank you ha- for having me. Thank you, Coach. That was Princeton head coach Andre Parker speaking about the Vikings. Very successful first year for Coach Parker, 11-2. and two, And uh, certainly um, going to be some great things moving forward for this Princeton football program as they were a regional semifinalist this past fall. And we are hoping to talk to potentially three more coaches. Um, Oak Hills coach Justin Roden, Middletown coach Don Simpson, also looking for Lakota West coach Tom Bolden, and maybe Lakota East coach Rick Haynes if he has time as well. Uh, due to the uh, ceremony getting started here in about 15 minutes, we might be able to get one or two more of those coaches uh, to highlight their programs here at the Sharonville Convention Center for the annual Greater Miami Conference National Signing Day Recognition Ceremony. Again, thanks to Chick-fil-A for all their support, not only today, but throughout the entire high school football season. And I want to mention again, you can enjoy a free eight-count Chick-fil-A Nuggets when you create an account or log into your Chick-fil-A One app, redeem at your participating Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants through February 28th. And uh, we have Oak Hills coach Justin Rowe. We're live here on Facebook Live, coach. Thanks for uh, taking a few minutes. No problem. How's Glad your week going for you? Uh, so so far, so good. Just yeah. trying to get you know, all weights all canceled and set up for the, the next couple of days with uh, the white death and the ice coming in. So <laughs> just making sure everybody's safe and we're all we're all taken care of. There's always uh, challenges and hurdles no matter what time of the year. That, Absolutely. That's for sure. But, uh, well, Coach, first of all, I mean, just this uh, ceremony here on National Signing Day. I mean, how special is this to, to see the conference come together, recognize the student athletes and have the families and friends and fans of these programs absolutely especially with you know the last couple years being crazy with the covid piece and you know being limited on what you could do and in celebrations you know we even you know two years ago we couldn't have a banquet this year we had a you know a modified banquet so anytime you can get together and uh you know, I, it's funny, too, with all these coaches, we all connect at some point in time. You know, either we coach together or you, some of those guys I actually coach. I'm getting older now a little bit. Uh, so, no, it's a lot of fun. It's good seeing everybody. And, you know, these kids up here are, are fantastic. I, even even myself, I'm kind of in awe of, you know, seeing them up close and personal without a helmet on. And, and, and some of them, you know, being local guys, going local here, you're going to root for them the next few years. So um, I always enjoyed a great deal. And I'm not going to lie to get some out of the school building for a few hours. There, there you go. Well, O'Kills has some news, obviously, today. A senior cornerback, Bailey Wallace. Tell me about him. Yeah, you know, uh, Bailey is uh, a young man that, you know, is a multiple sport athlete for us. Um, he was somebody that kind of 
I don't know how to describe it. Like he was a really athletic young man, so we could use him in a lot of places. And I almost feel bad because we we had so many injuries, like everybody else, and decimated by uh, by the COVID piece. So we moved him from defense back to offense, and then the back half of the season he was playing corner and you know wide receiver at the same time. And so his head kind of sometimes was spinning. But he's one of those kids that you know runs really really well, um, really smart, athletic. Um, I, we get to Mount St. Joe with, with Coach Hop and and those. Guys guys um he's gonna do great and for for me personally i've been a mount st joe grad um you know our, our defense coordinators mount st joe grad um our offensive line coaches mount st joe we have five guys on staff that played football at mount st joe so um we all you know it makes us all happy you know his dad's on our staff as well so for us it's a personal thing and we'll root for him and he's got all the resources in the world and he's gonna stay on the west side and you know study science so we're, we're happy for him he's a great kid and um you know, we're not blessed with a ton of kids right now that have decided what they want to do. You know, for us, um, we don't quite have uh, some of the, let's call them Thundercats that are up on that stage right now. We're working on that piece, but uh, we do have a lot of good kids that are going to go to college. Uh, they're just still waiting for that FAFSA test scores to, to find out which of those schools is the best fit. So even though we're having that signing day here in, in February for really for the major, or the or so let's say scholarship schools, we still have a number of kids that are still trying to figure that piece out financially. So we'll have some of those that we'll recognize um, beside Bailey in the next hopefully a couple of months and figure that piece out. So I kind of feel bad that we don't have anybody up on that stage. Um, you know, Bailey had a commitment today and some uh, academic things that are, you know, preventing him from being up there. But that being said, uh, we had a ceremony this morning at 7 o'clock recognizing Bailey. And uh, I know our staff is particularly excited. And we, we might have a beverage or two with Coach here in the future to celebrate uh, Bailey's accomplishments. So. You mentioned that MSJ connection. And uh, yeah. what can you say about head coach Tyler Hopperton and what he's done recruiting-wise oh, and just the, with the program there fa- at Mount St. Fan- Joe's? Fantastic. So um, when I was coaching at Mount St. Joe for a couple years uh, under Coach Huber, uh, Hopperton was actually a linebacker that we uh, used to scream at a little bit when he first came over from Simon Kenton. But um, Hop is great to us. We actually used their facility uh, this year for a practice. They let us come out to the stadium because ours was kind of taken. Um, their AD came out and greeted us. Um, and because Hop, Hop, Hop has got, you know, such a good person and likable. Like he, he's easy to call. You know, we asked today for him to help me with a little bit with some some computer stuff and the pledge letter that Bailey was signing. And it's more like calling a friend than it is calling some of those coaches. And so we have a, a feeling of comfort um, of just being able to have that school right in our own backyard. And the fact that it's a great program. I mean, they've Hop's taken it over. They've continued to to be successful. They've battled year and out for that conference. So and the facilities they continue to upgrade. Uh, the sisters over there on the west side are spending a little bit of money. And, um, you know, my wife's a Mount St. Joe grad and a physical therapist. So for us, we uh, we love seeing the football program do well. And I, as a head coach, take a great deal of pride seeing, seeing our guys go back to and, and, and study there. And, and I know that, you know, they, they get a degree. They're going to – I'll try to hire them if they're coaches. But more, more than anything else, they'll be successful. Great. We're going to get started here with the yep. ceremony. Yep. Just in a little bit, I want before yep. I let you go, Coach, though, I mean, what's your point of emphasis as you get going into the spring um, and summer now? What's have, kind of the outlook for the season? We have a, a lot of kids back. Um, um, we're healthy. Um, we have a great quarterback, some great receivers, um, a really good incoming ninth grade class. Um, 
we're really looking forward uh, to the next couple of years. Feel much better about what we're at. This is year three with our staff, and our focus is relationships. That's that's the number one thing that you'll all over the place. Uh, we know our kids in the seventh grade. We know our kids in the eighth grade. We know our incoming kids by first name. We know their parents, and so I'd like to believe this year you'll start to see. Um, you know, the true, true, I say true effects, but you see our culture continuing to grow and, and manifest. And I feel really confident that Jackson Schreiber this year is going to have a, a breakout year. And our offense coordinator and our defense coordinator, Tyler Arad, have just, they've worked so hard. Our strength coach, Jason Lewis, has worked hard. So it's a positive outlook. It's not how many times you go 0-11 and people are um, as positive and as, as uh, upbeat as we are as a whole. Like there, there's some momentum building right now with the kids coming in. And we know we have coming back. So I'm excited. Great. Should, should be good. Okay. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate your yep. uh, time and perspective. Thanks, Oak Hills coach Justin Rome, give you a couple sandwich appreciate cards it. there. Appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. And uh, great to catch up with Coach Roden there. Talking about the Oak Hills Highlanders. I think we're going to start the uh, ceremony here in just a few minutes. I don't know if we can get maybe one more coach. Looks like Middletown coach Don Simpson is going to join us. Coach, how are you? We're live on Facebook Live. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for uh, the time here and uh, talking about the middies and uh, well, let's uh, let's get right to it here. Uh, just uh, a special ceremony here for the GMC signing day ceremony, and uh, I know we've talked in years past about this, but how special is this to see the conference come together and recognize the student athletes and have the opportunity to have the families and fans uh, be in support of them as well? Yes, this is just a showing of how great the competition is in this conference. You know, when you see all these young men here signing to go play football at the next level, lets you know when you go to a GMC event, a GMC football game, you're seeing high-level football, you know, in Division One. So it's really exciting for young men. They all get to get together, not in the field of play now. You remember who that person was. You remember competing against that guy, and you see those guys all talking with each other, laughing and joking, that camaraderie of, you know, taking ownership of being in the GMC. Great. Well, tell us uh, who's going to be recognized for the middies today. So they, today we have our offensive tackle, Logan Osborne. He'll be going to the University of Dayton. Logan is a, a great story. You know, a young man, high academic guy. His, his uh, senior year was cut short due to an injury, so he wasn't able to complete his entire senior year, but he still got an opportunity to go and play at the next level because he was a three-year starter for us, team captain. So really special young man. We're really excited about him. Great. Tell us uh, maybe just an outlook kind of going forward here uh, in the 2022 season, what you like about the group that you have returning and what might be the identity of this team uh, when you look at next season. Yeah, we really like what we have coming back. Our 23 class is a really strong class. These guys, you know, kind of endured uh, last year being very young on the field. You know, so when you can look back and say you're returning nine starters on defense, returning seven starters on offense, it's really exciting to see the maturity level of those guys after going through a season in the GMC with a ton of juniors and sophomores playing to know that you're going to have a leadership that's going to be returning with three returning captains, you know, and key leadership positions, you know, at the quarterback position, at the middle linebacker position, all returning back for next year. So we're really excited what we're doing. Off season's going really well right now. So we're looking forward to the season. What's that like as a coach, knowing that you have that talent, that energy? I mean, how invigorating is that for you? That is very important. You know, when we go into offseason, first thing you look at, you wipe the dry erase board down and you start putting up who's coming back. 
And when you're able to fill in over half of your positions on both sides of the ball coming back, you give a sigh of relief because there's not a lot of teaching that you have to do. Now we just have to clean everything up. We have to perfect and we have to execute better. So that's exciting in itself. And especially when you got both of your signal callers on both sides of the ball, offense and defense coming back. So the verbiage stays the same. You know, we're able to expand on what we already have in. So we're looking forward to this season. How hungry do you think this group is to improve upon uh, going into this season? Excuse me? How, how hungry do you think this group is to uh, improve this season? If you know anything about our journey at Middletown, you know, in the four years I've been there, they've been dying to be the team to get out there and do it. You know, I heard about this 23 class when they were in eighth grade and talked about how talented they were and how hungry they were. You know, just an example of guys who were working out with us when they were in the eighth grade, working out with the varsity team, wanting to be a part of it. So now they get the stage on their own. They've seen other guys come through, other classes come through. They know they could be the class to make that turn and they're looking forward to it. And we're excited about our young class. You know, last year was our first year having a full freshman season where we went start to finish with a freshman team and you know they uh, concluded with a winning season so we're excited about that you know we see the progress in the process here in Middletown. Great Middletown coach Don Simpson really appreciate your time and perspective I'm gonna give you a couple of these sandwich cards here. Thank you appreciate and, uh, that. Thank you very much enjoy the day today. Right you too. Thank you coach. Middletown coach Don Simpson kind enough to join us here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast as we uh, prepare to conclude the interview portion of this uh yeah about four minutes or so i don't know if we have time for maybe one more lakota west coach tom bolden or lakota east coach rick haynes i'm gonna grab one of these sheets real quick there's veteran reporter mark schmetzer well, actually, Coach Tom Bolin's right here, Mark. So we're gonna we're gonna give the uh, we got about four three minutes here. So we'll that's all I need. Quick. Gonna, that's gonna, all I need. Come on, here. you can join. Sit here, and sit on my lap, like you're like you're a puppet. <laughs> sit on my lap. You're on Facebook Live here, Coach. But uh, well, let's just get right to it. Uh, you got a lot of signees here, six to be exact, and. Uh, Tell us uh, how special this group uh, of oh, 22 signees is. I mean, obviously, uh, two young men going to Ohio State, um, one already there. Uh, I mean, I mean, think about it. So today's group of, of, the, of the six represented today, all six were all Southwest Ohio. Five of the six were all state, and three of them were all Americans. That's not too shabby. Not, not too bad. <laughs> and I only had 16 seniors. So, and that's a testament to these kids for for sticking it out over the years with me and buying into what we got going on. Gotcha. Uh, how special is this day just to see the ah, conference all, come together? Yes. It's, it's to see the amount of talent in this room that the GMC brings. That's the, that's the coolest part that I get from it. So, uh, uh, you know, proud to be a part of the league, always been a part of the league, and uh, just special day for the kids, for the parents. What's your message to them, and what, what do you hear? What kind of feedback you hear? You know, finish finish strong. You know, you're not done yet. You know, uh, Jair is. He's up there. Been been there since uh, beginning of January. But uh, you know, you're not done yet. Finish school strong, and then uh, you know, come uh, June first, when most of them are reporting, that's the new journey. New journey starts. So uh, never forget the one they were on. Just be ready to start the new one. How about a quick uh, take on uh, the 2022 season? Just the outlook. What you like? Yeah, about- you know, like I said, I think. Um, uh, you know, I think we had a great win against St. X. Uh, you know, our regional championship game, I, I, I think we struggled blocking out some noise and things like that. And, and, uh, and you know, 
had a bad couple bounces and, and, and things like that. A few things got unlucky, didn't go our way, but our kids are hungry to get back out. I got a really talented, you know, going to be senior class and, and, and younger class. So excited to be where we're going to be next year. Gotcha. Um, I think uh, this may be the shortest interview I've ever conducted. And with it's boom, boom to Tom the point. Bolden. One take Tom, right? <laughs> Thank you, coach. Appreciate right, it. Thanks, Here's Mike. some sandwich cards for Thank you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate, appreciate you. Enjoy the day. Yep. And that was Lakota West coach Tom Bolden. Always has some great insight and quotes, uh, but certainly with the uh, ceremony about to begin here in just a minute or so, we wanted to make it uh, a shorter than, uh, interview than usual. So uh, I appreciate all the coaches for joining us here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Again, uh, I want to congratulate all the student athletes, coaches, and high school programs here in this 10-team Greater Miami Conference. Uh, certainly a special day here on National Signing Day, and uh, we will continue the coverage for you uh, throughout the calendar year as news breaks, S- certainly with the high school football scene. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Mike Dyer. Be sure to check out all our coverage on WCPO.com. We'll have the entire podcast for you of all these coaching interviews uh, posted for you this week as well. Thanks again for watching and listening, and we will talk to you again soon. <laughs>